0: introducing peacock the new free streaming service from nbc universal it's hit movies current shows live sports trending bits and timeless hits and that's why you can't not watch peacock watch for free upgrade for more stream now at peacocktv.com. law and order svu streaming now Hello everyone and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network and of course I'm Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show and today I am broadcasting from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia with just a touch of Southern flavor. I know you uh, love that, Uh, so grateful that you joined me from all over the world today and I can truly say I believe with all of the faith that's on the inside of me that you've really been attracted to this show today so that the spirit can really give you answers to your question the wisdom that you need for your next step and to motivate and inspire you well how are you doing today Uh, It is a spring warm day here in the ATL. I got that out. Spring is here, everybody, and uh, I am excited about it. Well, we're going to get right to it. Thank you so much for all of your emails uh, telling me how much this show is changing and shifting your life. 12 years, y'all, 12 years and over 600 archived podcasts so grateful to all of you. Uh, Make sure that you follow me on social media. On Instagram is Law of Attraction Constance. Of course, that's one word. Facebook, Coach with Constance. I normally go live uh, usually on Monday mornings, most Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you missed that, you can go back and and, uh, really uh, watch it. And then uh, Twitter uh, LOA Constance, and visit my YouTube uh, page. Uh, subscribe, hit the notification button so that I can uh, uh, you will be notified when we upload some more videos. I think that is it. i thank thanking you in advance for all of you who are donating to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. You understand the power of giving and receiving. You understand the power of tapping into the law of circulation, the boomerang effect. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, he who refreshes shall be refreshed just heard that recently again, and it just penetrated my spirit. And that simply means whatever you give out will come back to you. So I'm using that money to uh, help others. You're paying it forward uh, for coaching for other women, for people in Africa, for materials where I'm going to be training the ladies there. Uh, Visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Hit the donate button, or you can always cash at me at dollar sign Constance Arnold. Man, do I have a show for you today. I want to get up and run around the room. My very um, special guest is Coot Blackston. You've not heard Coot? Just amazing, remarkable. He's going to be talking about the magic of surrender. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to hear what he has to say. But I'm going to answer this one question that uh, this person asked me on social media, and I, I'm I'm breaking it down really to the bottom line. He, this person said, "Give me one business tip," and uh, I, I, this is what I shared. I'm, I'm giving you the gist of it. We know that it is the will of God for us to be abundant and prosperous, and business is just one way that that can come to you. Um, Back after World War II in the US, there were were 25% of everybody who lived in the US who were self-employed. Now that's 3%. And so I'm going to share with you just a principle out of the Bible. Uh, this is in 2 Kings 4. This lady was a widow, had her, her husband had died. She had children. They were come, they were coming to take her sons. I think she had two sons because in those days, if you didn't pay your bills, your, your kids would have to go and work it off like as slaves. So she cried out to God and she uh, cried out to the prophet, rather. She went to the prophet and said, I'm scared. They're gonna take my two sons. And the prophet said to her, ask her this question what do you have in your house and she said man of God I don't have anything can you help me and then he asked her again what do you have in your house and she said all I have is a cup of oil and then he gave her directions he said go borrow some pots And then take the little oil you have and pour it in there. So she went and borrowed the pots and she kept pouring oil. And it it was just more and more and more and more. And then that was the miraculous power of taking action, right, y'all? And so then the prophet said, go and sell these pots of oil to other people, whatever you have, live on it. So we don't know how many pots she got, but if she had a hundred, she sold um, some of it, but then she lived on the rest. So I have a question for you. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your life? What skills, gifts, and talent do you have that you can partner with God with, like this lady did in the Bible, that people will exchange money for? So... God is working in business. All money is created in business. So whether you're working for a business or you're creating your own, like this person wanted to know, I would say the number one thing is what do you have of value right now that people are willing to make in exchange for? Uh, I'm going to say stop looking at money and look at what do you have valuable age is not a number a a number it's only a number i got that it doesn't matter how old you are you know colonel sanders was uh um 62 he got his first social security check for 102 dollars and he was like oh no this ain't gonna work what did he have of value he had a recipe i remember interviewing a woman 10 years ago uh she was on welfare Uh, For my international listeners, that means the government was taking care of her. She prayed and asked God. God reminded her of her grandmother's recipe uh, for syrup. She put it together. Now she's in Walmart and all of the major stores. What do you have? Stop looking for money. Don't look for I want to get rich quick but what God inspired ideas that you have that are valuable for the marketplace. And I'm telling people, Uh, you need to look at where is the marketplace now because the marketplace has changed since pandemic. We're going through it, but some countries are still in it. So some of the major things that people needed and probably still need during pandemic are delivery services, meal prep services, landscaping and gardening, mass makers, um, Behavior, health, service, that's counseling and therapy. So you see, you got to tap into where people are right now. Do you believe that you have a product, good, and or service that people are looking for? What are people desiring? How has their mindset changed? How can you sit in stillness, stillness, I got that out, and partner with God to be able to create the ideas that can be exchanged in the marketplace? And so that was the tip that I gave him, you know, find out. What you have of value, what skill, what talent, what product. I always jokingly say if my mom was still alive, her homemade biscuits, we would be billionaires because her biscuits were so good. I mean, can you cook? Can you sew? Are you great with children? Sit down, be still, and examine your gifts, your talents and your skills and or products and lines them up with what people need you know I'm telling a lot of people you've heard me say it's no more brick and mortar it's click and order how can you go online to serve other people I have a friend she was in training for years but during the pandemic that wasn't working for her so her contract was sort of frozen and she went into the transportation business and now she has delivery services in three or four states. What was she doing? She was aligning her service with the current market day trends. I couldn't get trends out but I got it out. So that would be my number one tip. I'm telling a lot of life coaches, you can't just be a life coach now. You have to narrow that down. I am a life coach that specializes in dealing with moms who have been working from home uh, and and also um, uh, homeschooling their children while working. I'm gonna help moms deal with stress and anxiety. You see what I just did? We just broke that all the way down. So that would be my number one tip. And if you're interested in coaching with me, uh, let's do a 20 minute uh, discovery call. So you get two for one with me as your counselor. Uh, I'm gonna help you deal with your unresolved stuff. You know, your past, your childhood. I'm going to take a look at your repeated patterns that would hinder your manifestation and the healing of your soul. I never coach on top of unresolved stuff; it's really self sabotage. And then, as your as your coach, I'm going to help you get crystal clear about what you desire, uncover those limiting beliefs. Beliefs, I got that out, and then help you develop those new empowering beliefs that align with your desire, develop a baby step plan that aligns with your intention, give you strategies, projects, assignment. Yes, this is homework, everybody, (laughs) that moves you uh, towards your dream. And I'm going to say with me, you're going to have a real sense of connection and guidance. I'll be there for you and accountability. So email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com um would love to connect with you i'm there to listen and just hear where you are and what your dreams are and i think that is it i'm telling everybody in advance get your pen and your pad out because i'm going to be coming back um Uh, shortly after these commercials with Coot Blackson. So everybody, stay tuned. For the past 30
1: years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today. At constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com.
0: Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at
1: Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com.
0: Everybody, I am back, and I'm really excited, and I know what you're saying, Constance. You're always excited, but that's a good vibration to live and to be in, right? Uh, But my very special guest today, you better put your seatbelt on. If you're driving, you might need to pull over Uh, on the side of the road, is Coot? Uh, Blackston. And let me just tell you a little bit about him. He is the author of the national best-selling book, You Are One. I interviewed him some years back uh, around that book. And he is widely considered the next generation leader in the field of personal development. He's been featured in so many places, but on Larry King Now, Fox and Friends, and Dr. Drew. As a matter of fact, Inc. Magazine calls him the mindful guru, billionaires go to for advice. And so we are really blessed today. He's a charismatic visionary and a transformational teacher. I love it because he's real, he's raw, he he offers a, a fresh kind of radical look. At spiritual awareness. I follow him all over. I'm always asking, where is he? Is he in India? But he has a new book out that he's going to be sharing with us, The Magic of Surrender. We all need that right now, finding the courage to let go. So we are honored and blessed to have the one and the only Mr. Coot Blackston. Coot, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network.
1: It's good to be here. I'm feeling the energy. I'm feeling the good vibes. I'm feeling my energy is Raising from that uh, beautiful introduction. Thanks. It's
0: nothing but the truth all the way from the ATL to you. I understand that you're in Miami and yeah. you've never been to Atlanta, but you've got never. to get on up here to the ATL. And guys, let me just tell you, before I start the interview, I follow this man. He's real. He's raw. I believe that God's spirit is using him to really break down religion, spirituality, so we can all um, understand and implement it in our lives. So what you've been up to, Coot?
1: Wow, it's been, a, it's been a journey. I've been living life and growing and evolving and expanding and building and creating and inspiring and <clears throat> transforming. You know, life is a process of continual evolution. Life is a process of continual growth. And so that's what I've been up to. It's been an amazing, amazing few, few years since we spoke.
0: Yes. And I mm. want to hear about your latest book. But tell our yeah. listeners, I love your background. It's so intriguing. It's mm. so interesting about your, your, your father and your mom and how yeah. the spirit used that to kind of yeah. design who you mm. are so you can walk in powerfully that the legacy. Yeah. So yeah. share with listeners about that.
1: I mean, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. My father's from Ghana. My mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. Now I live kind of all over. Uh, but, you know, as a young boy, my first memories, uh, and, and, you know, so being born in Ghana at age three, we had to get smuggled out of Ghana because my father was the spiritual teacher to the president of Ghana at the time. And they killed the president in a coup. And then they were looking for my father because he was the closest guy to him. And my mother and I, this little Japanese woman, were stuck in Ghana, West Africa. And so we were smuggled out, ended up in London, totally unexpected, totally unplanned. You know, sometimes when you have a vision or a plan for your life, your life has another plan for your soul and life has another plan for your for your life. And so I think sometimes some of the best things in life happen that we really don't plan and we really don't expect. And so... Um, that's how we ended up in London. And that's where my, you could say journey began. And so for me as a young boy, I always felt a very deep calling to serve people. I felt people's pain, I felt people's suffering. And I wanted in some way to alleviate people's pain. I didn't know how, but I just felt this connection to, 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 to humans, to humanity, to people. And one of the first memories, just to kind of give people a background, one of my first memories as a six, seven year old kid, I remember being a chubby kid lost in the crowd and thousands of people. And this man was walking, this woman is crippled. She's literally hands crippled, crawling on the floor. She picks up the sand that this man walks on, wipes it on her face and stands up. So week after week, I grew up seeing blind people see. And deaf people here. The same man whose sand she picked up would look at a woman in a wheelchair and say, why are you in this wheelchair? Stand up and put his hands on them. The same man whose sand she picked up would look at a person with crutches and say, you know, put his hands on them and say, throw the crutches away. This man was my father. He mm-hmm. built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, built a huge church of 5,000 people every Sunday in London, UK. And so I grew up in this, let's say, spiritual environment. My father was very spiritual, he was actually very mystical in nature. And so mm-hmm. on my father's bookshelf were literally, you know, a thousand self help spiritual books. And that's what got me into spirituality and self help and meditation. I'd sneak to the bookshelf and read all about it and so as a young boy age eight I started speaking in my father's churches thrown on the stage one day age 14 I was ordained as a minister I was supposed to take over my father's spiritual organization but I knew somewhere that that wasn't my calling I knew I wanted to help people I wanted to impact people but I didn't feel it that it was through the structure of a church or the structure of religion in a certain way I just thought I had a different expression with my soul and so as a 14 year old kid I was too afraid confront my father and tell my father i love you but this isn't my path i love you but i want to do it differently and so i went along with it i was ordained for four years i went through a lot of soul searching a lot of tumultuous internal uh questioning inside a lot of sadness a lot of grief a lot of anger a lot of depression and and yet after four years i was 18 and i finally had the conversation with my father very challenging very difficult i told him I, i looked into my future and i saw that i could follow the expected path for my life and be famous and make money and be happy by society standards. But if I don't have myself, if I'm not living my truth, then what do I have? Who do I have? And I believe that you can't truly be happy living someone else's life. You can't truly be happy being someone else that you're not. And so I made a difficult decision, which was to have a conversation with my father and let go of, every, of everything. I looked into my future. I just knew that my soul was calling me in a different direction. I was being called to, I always wanted to come to the US because that's where all the self help teachers live. Yeah. The, the folks that are reading their books. You know, we're talking Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Maren mm-hmm. Williamson, Deepak Chopra, the sort of original folks uh, from the you know, 80s and 90s. And so I wanted to come and meet these people. And yet I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had no college degree, I had, didn't come from a rich background, had no support from my father. Yet something in my soul was guiding me. And I believe that whenever we follow our soul's guidance, whenever we are true to our soul, to the spirit inside of us, that's when the universe, that's when God, that's when the infinite, that's when life rises to support us and finds a way. And so I won a green card in the lottery, uh, came, to two, came, with the, came to Los Angeles with two suitcases. You know, I think it was, I don't know if it was 800 or or $1,000, but it wasn't a lot of money, mm. just showed up and that began my journey you know the last 20 years and it's been incredible incredible journey since then thank
0: you for sharing that you know like you I knew that I was supposed to be in Atlanta I was in Nashville Tennessee I had this urging I'm supposed to be in Atlanta I'm supposed to be in the ATL this was 25 years ago I didn't know how I didn't know when but I just want to a, a shout out to listeners you know the spirit is speaking the same thing that the uh, Coop just shared and what I'm sharing. I didn't know how or why I was supposed to be in Atlanta, but uh, but spirit is calling and always makes a way. So speaking of spirit, let's talk of you, about your newest book, uh, The Magic of Surrender, Finding the Courage to Let Go. OMG, this is what we need for right now. So Coop, what, what made you write this book?
1: You know, this was not the book I planned to write. That's huh. what I- That's why I say sometimes your soul or the universe has other plans. And I think our job and life flows when we live in alignment with the energy and the flow and where the flow is going. When we live in alignment and in obedience to our soul, I think that's when life flows. I I had planned to write a different kind of book. I had planned a book that was going to be about life and death and living and purpose. Mm -hmm. And and yet about... Four years ago now, my mother was diagnosed with stomach cancer. This is the person I love the most. Mm -hmm. And my mother passed away about three years ago. Totally, you know, unexpected diagnosis, unexpected passing away. So here I am in Los Angeles. I launched my You Are The One book. It's becoming a national bestseller. I'm traveling the world nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. My, My mother gets diagnosed, total shock. I start flying back and forth from... Los Angeles to London every month for four days. Every month I'm flying back and forth doing this intercontinental trip to be with my mother in her chemo mm-hmm. sessions, to be with my mother as she gets treated, to take care of her, to, to, to be a good son basically. And during that time, Constance, I really got to, honestly, it was, it was the best year of my entire life. It was difficult. It was challenging. It was hard. At first, I was angry. At first, I was mad. At first, I was resistant. Then I got to a place of acceptance. Then I moved to a place of surrender. And as I moved to a place of surrender, uh, I really was able to appreciate the blessing and the gift that cancer gave me. During this year, I got to spend time with my mother. I got to sit with her in chemo for eight hours straight as poison is being poured into her veins, you know? And I got to be with her and we got to talk about life and got to talk about everything and nothing. And it was such a beautiful time. It was like I was gifted this relationship with my mother at a whole nother level. My only regret was, why did I wait until she was dying? why did i wait for this moment so there were lots of you know learnings and revelations why did i wait until she was dying to spend this time with her and so Mm -hmm. that was really sad for me but during this time we got really close i'll never forget and this is where the genesis of the book came came to be i never forget when the doctors told told my mother basically you're going to die we don't know how long you have. The chemo's not working. There's no mm. use getting getting surgery. You have days, weeks, months—definitely not years—to live. And I'll never forget the conversation that happened in the doctor's room. And then my mother and I went to the car. We got in the car. You know, I'm very emotional. Realizing, of course, this is it. This—the woman I love, the person I love the most—is going to go. It could happen any moment. I looked at my mother and I said, "Are you? Are you?" A f-? I asked her two questions. I said, are you afraid of dying? And she said, no, I'm not afraid of dying. Mm. I said, why? She goes, I'm not just this body. This body is just a vehicle for my soul. This body, once this body dissolves, my soul will continue evolving. I'm not just this body, so I'm not afraid because who I am can never die. And then I said to my mother, is there anything I can do for you in your final days? What can I do? Do this, buy this, take you here. And she said to me, I don't need anything, I don't want anything. I said, so what do you want? And she said to me, this was very telling, she said to me, I just want what God wants for my life. And mm. I realized that the reason she, and I never saw her cry during this year, and she was a very emotional woman, never cried, never complained, never moaned, never groaned. She was at peace the entire year. And I realized that the reason that she was at peace and, and, and just so in acceptance was because she was surrendered. She was surrendered to the highest unfolding of life. And I think this was power. And then when, when she passed away, I really reflected that on my mother. I reflected on many of the great ones that I really respected, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee, Mandela, Martin Luther King, uh, Mother Teresa, Malaya Yusufzai, Greta Thunberg. Many of the great ones that we consider great, they weren't great because they were rich or they were good looking or they were handsome. Mm-hmm. What made them really great was because they surrendered. They dared to surrender themselves and surrender their life to something bigger than themselves. You know, Martin Luther King surrendered to a mission and a calling that was bigger than him. Mandela surrendered to a calling that was bigger than him. And I believe that because they surrendered, they were able to transcend and go beyond their ego human level personalities. And they were able to open and tap into the infinite intelligence, the infinite potential of life itself and life was able to use them and, and, and move mountains and miraculous unfoldings an entire movement, bringing down apartheid. You know, look at what Gandhi did. Mm-hmm. Feed millions of people, Mother Teresa, they couldn't do this on their own. They tapped into something bigger than themselves. And so I really believe that there is a power when you surrender. The last thing I was I'll say there. is when people think of surrender, they often think, ah, oh, surrender is weak. Yeah? Surrender yeah. is weak. Surrender is giving up. Surrender means you won't get what you want. Surrender means you won't get your dreams. So, so there's a resistance to surrender. There's a resistance, but there is an intuitive knowing like something is powerful about surrender. What I'm really saying is surrender to let go is the most powerful thing that you can do. To surrender is to let go of control. To surrender mm. is to take the conditions off of life. To surrender is to stop trying to force life into what you think it should be, which is often limited based on our mind and our ego. is trying to stop forcing life into what we think it should be and live in a state of openness to allowing life, to allowing God, to allowing the universe to show up and reveal its, its magic through us. And what I found is we think we won't get what we want, but what I'm actually proposing is a new way. What I'm proposing is if we surrender, maybe you won't get what you want, but what I will say, is you may get more than what you wanted. You might get more than you could imagine. You might get beyond what you could even vision for yourself because the life is not limited to the past. Life is not limited to the personality or the ego. Life is infinite. And so surrender is to be open to the infinite magic, be open to the infinite ways that life can express and unfold through us. That's when the magic happens. Oh,
0: profound. So awesome. So let's bring it down to where people are right now, Could, you know, with the pandemic and so many people are resisting the changes, resisting the layoffs, resisting the furloughs, resisting what is happening to them globally. Uh, so what would that look like in the yeah. life of a listener right now who might be really going through some stuff, that whole process of surrendering?
1: control plus resistance equals suffering control plus resistance equals suffering. Let me just repeat that. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's, you know, it is natural. I mean, we had all these plans for 2020. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to go here. We're going to, and to me, this is just the universe reminding us, huh? You thought you were in control. Mm -hmm. You're not in control. There's something, there's a life, something is really in control. So we start realizing, how really not in control of life we are. And so it's natural to be in resistance. It's natural to to fight things. This is what we tend to do as human beings because we get comfortable with what we are. We get comfortable doing what we're doing. We're also afraid that as changes happen, uh, we might be thrown into the unknown and how will we survive? It's a survival response and the fear of sort of death death of the ego, death of who we thought we were. So resistance is natural, it's understandable. First, I just want to say it's okay. And it is hard when you lose a dream. It is hard yeah. when things don't work out. It is hard when things don't go according to plan and the feeling of loss of, loss of control, it's hard. But I think the first step is coming into acceptance. If you fight what is, what well, we have to give up, here's a recipe for suffering. Okay. The experience that I'm having is not the experience that I should be having. Immediate Mm -hmm. suffering. Mm -hmm. If you fight reality, you will suffer. If you fight reality, and if you fight what is happening, you will not win. Because reality is reality. It's like saying, it's raining outside. Well, it shouldn't be raining. And I'm mad it's raining. And I'm mad at God, it's raining. And I'm going to pray that it doesn't rain. The fact is, you can resist, you can fight, you can moan, you can groan, you can complain you can curse but the fact is it still is what it is the resistance doesn't change the situation we have to realize what is it that i'm in control of and what is it that i'm not in control of that's what we have to surrender we have to surrender and accept what we don't have control of when we can make peace with the understanding of what we don't have control of, then we can focus on what we do have control of. We don't have control of the pandemic. We don't have control of the president. We don't have control of the government. As human beings, we try to control everything. We try to control our spouse. We try to control our husband and our wife. Mm -hmm. We try to control our children. We try to control our goldfish and our pet chihuahua. We try to control so many things, but we we don't really don't have control over those things. So if our joy and our happiness is dependent on those things being a certain way, suffering. Suffering. So, in order to really shift and change something, we first must accept it. Okay. Accepting doesn't mean giving up. Accepting doesn't mean just letting it be. Accepting doesn't mean you don't make a choice. Accepting means you see it for what it is. You make peace with this is what it is. As you move into acceptance, you move into relationship with the thing. Mm. The more you resist something, the more it will tend to persist. The more you resist something, the more anxious you will be, the less resourceful you will be to be able to even shift it. So when you can accept, okay, this is what is. I'm losing my job. Whether you, you can go through it gracefully or you can resist it, but the fact is you're still losing your job. You screaming and ranting and raving and resisting, Doesn't change the fact, the reality that you're losing your job. Now, we need to feel our feelings, don't get me wrong. Maybe there's sadness, maybe there's anger, maybe there's grief, maybe there's sadness. I'm an advocate for saying, feel feel those feelings, feel the sadness, feel the grief, feel the emotions, feel that so that you can let it go. But at some point, you have to come into acceptance. When you come into acceptance, you move into relationship with the situation. And if you want to change something, you have to accept it, get into relationship with it, then you can actually make the choice to say, what am I going to do about it? Step one is acceptance. Acceptance is the first thing. But step two is surrender. And what I mean by that is surrender is beyond acceptance. Surrender, is the wholehearted participation with what is happening, the wholehearted participation with what is happening, where you realize here's a belief, an important okay. belief in the magic of surrender. Everything okay. that is unfolding and happening is happening for my good. That's Everything good. that is unfolding and happening is happening for my good, even though I can't see it right now. So maybe you're losing your job and it is difficult, but like but many people that are losing their job, but people that hated their job in the first place. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I hated. I, I I have my job, I hate my job, now I've lost my job, but give me back my job that I hated. Now, maybe this is the universe's way of grace, of pushing us, you know, pushing us in the direction of what we're here to do, pushing us in the direction, Good. more in the direction of, of our dream and vision. And so we tend to hold on. Here's the challenge we tend to hold on to what we know we tend to hold on to what's comfortable because it's comfortable and many times it's no longer aligned and so sometimes when things fall apart and things don't work it's grace and it's the universe giving us the opportunity like we have to reframe losing the job we have to reframe the breakup and the heartbreak we have to reframe things not working out it's actually the universe moving us like a chess master moving us into the position of more right alignment. So to manifest the next level of your life, we must be willing to let go of what is not aligned. We must be willing to let go of what is not working. Holding on to that which isn't working is the very thing that blocks our flow and blocks our miracle and blocks our blessing. Holding on to that which isn't working is our affirmation of our lack of trust in the universe. And then what we will tend to create for ourselves in our life is more of what we don't want because we're holding on to what we don't want. And if everything is energy, when we let go of the energy that is vibrating low, talk about law of attraction, mm-hmm. we let go of energy that is not resonant, that is not in alignment, then we start vibrating higher. And as we let go, we make space. As we make space, we, we create the space for more of the next level to show up in our life. So I'd invite everyone to look at what is no longer working. What is no longer aligned? What is no longer true? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to give up? Who do I need to let go of in our life? Because many of us, we are carrying dead weight in our lives, and we're living in a museum of the past. Ooh, that's good. And when we let go, we create the space, then we are open. If, that's why I say, the magic of surrender. If Mm. you want the magic, if you want the magic. We all say we want the magic, but I don't want to let... I, I want, I want to meet the love of my life, but I'm in this relationship because it's comfortable, mm. but God, please give me, please God, give me the love of my life. The, the best prayer you can do is to let go of what's not working. When you let go, then you become available. Many Good. of us we want the magic and we want the blessing whilst holding on to what's not working. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. The degree of magic we will experience in our life is the degree to which we can surrender and release and let go. That's you
0: was. just answered all of my questions because I was going to ask you something. I, I want to get up and scream and run around my house, but I know we're recording this, and so I'm going to behave myself. You know, you just answered my questions around the law of attraction because I've been getting emails like yes. Constance. Well, you know, I set my intention, oh, and yes, you know, then true. I'm visualizing, and I, I'm, I got my vision board, and I've been doing my affirmation, but it hasn't shown up yet, and they're holding on to that. And I think that's such a, that's limiting the spirit to me. So how would you like to address all of my law of attraction? I I want to address uh,
1: my law of attraction brothers and sisters.
0: (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's
1: talk, let's talk, let's talk. Here's the thing. People don't understand the law of attraction. Here's the deal. Many times we're vibrating low. We're holding on to stuff that is not aligned or inside of ourselves. We are carrying anger, fear, shame, resentment from the past, anger towards an ex, anger towards our mother, anger towards our father, regret from the past, not forgiving ourselves, All of that we're carrying inside is a vibrational energy that is lower vibrating energy that we're carrying inside. Then what we tend to do is... Oh, constance. I'm gonna visualize myself in love. I'm gonna visualize my, I'm gonna visualize what I want, because law of attraction, I'm going to visualize. But constance, why am I not attracting what I want? Here's the thing. You you can visualize and elevate and see, but the challenge is life doesn't give you what you see, life doesn't give you what you want, life gives you what you are. Mm-hmm. And so if inside of you, you can mentally visualize, but if inside of you you're carrying anger, shame, fear, hurt, guilt, pain, et cetera, et cetera, that is unresolved, that you haven't let go, that you haven't processed, that you haven't forgiven, that you haven't released, that you haven't cleared. You might, for a moment, go to a motivational seminar, get pumped up, raise your vibration for a second, but your vibration frequency frequency will naturally gravitate back towards the stuff you haven't dealt with. That is your constant... base point of your vibrational energy. And so as a result, what you will end up attracting to you in your life is the vibrational frequency of where you are at based on what you haven't dealt with. So if you want to really manifest the next level, if you want to manifest that next level of abundance and joy and prosperity and what have you, it's not about making things happen. You don't even have to chant and mantras and visualize. You simply have to release, surrender, let go, forgive yourself, explore what anger am I holding on to, explore what am I guilty about, explore what pain, what resentments, what incomplete feelings am I feeling holding on to? As you let that go, naturally what will start happening organically from the inside is your vibration will start when you forgive that ex who you're mad at and pissed off at and hating at for doing what he did to you or she did to you. When you release that energy, you will start vibrating higher. When you release that energy towards so-and-so, you'll start vibrating higher. You'll start vibrating higher. Your frequency vibrates higher and you'll become a natural organic magnet for the higher frequency. Just because of who you are. Life doesn't give you what you want. Life gives you what you are. And if you want to know what is in your unconscious, Mm -hmm. look at your life. Your life is a projection of what you think, what you're feeling, what you're believing, and the state of your consciousness. And so it's not so much about changing the things out here. What we tend to do is I wanna change and manipulate the things out here. It is about changing what's in here, not just on a mental level, but on an emotional level, on an energetic level, on a vibrational level. And that is part of doing the work. Many times what law of attraction people do in the metaphysical world is we do what I call a spiritual bypass. Spiritual bypass is where we use spiritual concepts. God is good, God is light, God is great, everything is good. Everything is working for my good, which is what I said earlier. And sometimes we use that as a way to not deal with our human feelings. And so we end up suppressing, suppressing the pain, suppressing the hurt. And that is a vibration that stays stuck inside of us. And so what we will end up doing is we'll end up attracting relationships. You know, Here we are, you'll end up attracting someone into your life that is vibrating at the unresolved anger that you haven't dealt with from your ex. So now you're like, I attracted someone who, 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 who treats me the same, because it's not that energy is not resolved inside of us. And so the best thing we can do is take responsibility and clear ourselves that is the spiritual process that is the mental the the emotional developmental psychological deep work that we get to do when we do that we vibrate higher naturally and as a result attract to ourselves the vibrational match life is a mirror everyone life is a mirror do you like what you see
0: Mm, I love it. I don't know what you have in that bottle, but I want some because you have so much energy. I'm drinking water over here in the ATL coop, you know. Uh, so, so give our listeners an example in your own life, personally, of how you, uh, how you've had to surrender. Besides the story ooh, that you shared about your mom, you, you. how you. you had to surrender and let go. I, I,
1: I have so many, many stories that I, I could, I could give I us could, a good juice. I I, 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 I could talk your ear <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a couple of examples. In a lot, when you write a book about surrender, the universe tests you, okay? Yeah, so let I Let me bet. tell you, uh, when you write a book about surrender, the universe puts you through a process. In the last year, prior to this book coming out now, uh, I was in LA for 20 some years. Mm-hmm. I was guided, you know? To me, surrender is the willingness to follow your guidance and the willingness to allow life to guide you and the willingness to follow. be obedient to me this is surrender and so in the last year i was guided to leave los angeles i didn't want to leave los angeles let's be clear i love los angeles like you love the atl i love i loved la but la went a little a little sideways and so i was guided guided to leave my mind said don't leave don't leave i was resisting but something said leave and so i was i 23 years thought i would live and die in la i left los angeles that was hard gave up my House in Los Angeles, that was hard. Talk about surrender. Uh, I had a house in Phoenix, moved to Phoenix. Kind of full time, that was hard. Uh, guided to end a relationship with the woman I thought I was going to marry, that was hard, and have kids with, that was hard. You know, uh, Each step of surrendering, surrendering to the truth inside, uh, ended up uh, moving to Miami, in mean, Miami. Had no idea a year ago I was going to be in Miami, I ended up moving to Miami totally unexpected, totally random, following the guidance, following the flow, and guided to sell my house in Phoenix, sold my house in Phoenix, totally unexpected, sold it for a a, a pretty significant profit. But it was like so many things unfolding, unfolding. See, I believe that when you live in alignment, when you live in alignment with the deepest truth, not what you think you should do, because many times you'll be guided to do things that don't make sense. So like, thing,
0: like leaving LA and leaving your house and not have, marrying the woman that you thought you were gonna marry.
1: What we have to give up. Here's what we have to give up is the need to understand and know everything. Oh the need to under, the mind always is seeking to understand. What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Oh, I know what this means. And we try to control by trying to understand everything we're told. But I'm actually saying you don't need to understand. You just need to be obedient. You just need to show up, give 100% and follow the guidance. The mind itself is limited. So even what we project as to what something means, what a relationship means, what something means, what a situation means, the meanings that we make up about something tend to be a little limited. And so what we tend to interpret, ah, this is what this means. But we're only able to interpret a situation based on our current level of consciousness, which which is conditioned by our, which is programmed by our conditioning and our past and our culture and everything. So many times what we think something means is not what it means. So if we're able to give up making meaning about things and we show up innocently, I think in the Bible, was it Jesus that said, you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to butcher this sentence, but something like, "In order to enter the kingdom of heaven, ye must be like children." Okay. The innocence. So the innocence is the willingness to not know what something is. Where well, you show up. That's good. You follow. You look. I don't know what this means, but I'm guided. I don't. So what we do is we constantly, as human beings. What blocks our surrender is we are constantly questioning everything. We turn left. Well, what? Do you, I, I was joking with someone the other day. We trust our GPS system and Siri more than we trust the universe. Constantly. Then ain't nothing but the truth. We trust GPS says turn left. We don't question. GPS says go straight. We don't question. Mm-hmm. Our soul says go straight. We're like, well, what if, what if not? What if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? What if it felt? We have to trust this intelligence a bit more. And so I've been, you know, guided to surrender in so many ways, you know, in in really profound, profound ways. Let me,
0: let me, let me ask you a question. And so you had to give up even your label of that's lost that I had to leave my feelings. It's lost that I, that I uh, had yes. to leave that relationship. So you had to give it the
1: label of what it is. It, it, it looks like loss to the mind in the moment. Okay. So the mind interprets it at loss in the moment because the mind we're only able to see, mm-hmm. if you have a painting, we're only able to see a small piece of the entire picture. Right. God, the universe sees the entire picture. But from a limited perspective, we're looking at the corner of the painting. We don't see the infinite tapestry of, of life that is being created. So it looks like loss. And so we grieve it until we step back and understand. Many times it's only years later that we realize. Yeah. But I mean, How many relationships? I'm, I'm not sure about you, but talking. Oh, yeah. Many, how many relationships have you been in where you're like, this is the one I want it to be forever, forever. Yeah. But, but now, you, now you look back with greater perspective and wisdom and you're like, thank God that didn't happen. Absolutely. God. So sometimes, please everyone listen, mm-hmm. sometimes not getting what you want mm-hmm. is actually a gift from the universe. It is grace. It is the ultimate love and protection of the universe, but we're not able to see it in the moment. And so when things don't happen, this is what I invite people to do. Instead of making a judgment or trying to figure trying to make trying to make sense of what it means, just get curious. Key. Curiosity. Rather than thinking, oh, I know what this is, I know what this isn't. I know what this could just I don't I I don't get comfortable with I don't know. But I'm open and I'm curious. What could this what could this mean? You lost you lost your job. What could this mean? Because maybe Maybe you didn't even want, if you're really honest, I think, see, in COVID 2020 pandemic, many of us started getting really honest about what we feel like.
0: I, right.
1: didn't, really, I, didn't, I didn't really want to go into work in the first place. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to commute in the first place. I didn't even like my job in the first place. You know, some people had to get honest. I actually wanted to, you know, to to have a break and rest for a moment. And so I think, Everything is working for our good. We may not always see it in the moment. If we're willing to step back, observe, be open, and say, What is life? What is life seeking to unfold here? Key question. What is life seeking to unfold? This is not going the way I thought. So, what is life seeking to show me? What is life seeking to unfold? What is my soul seeking to learn? And then we stay curious. Curiosity is. Key. So surrender, people sometimes think surrender is so esoteric, you know, it's for the Martin Luther Kings of the world, it's for the yogi in India on a mountaintop in mm-hmm. the Himalayas. Oh. Surrender applies to us all. If you are in a relationship and you know the relationship isn't right, you know in your heart you're not in love, it's not right, and you've been in it for 10 years, 5 years, 3 mm-hmm. years, for, for a moment, Surrender is the courage to be honest with yourself that this is not a line, This is not right. And to have the courage to have the conversation and perhaps the courage to leave. That is surrender. Surrender it's might be so in a job. You're working a job and you've been in this job and maybe you make money. You, you do, you're successful. Sometimes success can be a trap and we do something. Whoa. We do something. And we keep doing it and we make money at it and it becomes a trap because now we do it and we do it and we, but we're no longer growing anymore. We're no longer evolving anymore. So we become comfortable in that. So we also actually have to ask ourselves, what is it that I'm currently doing that is working? That is working, not not working, Constance, that is working, but doing more of it is limiting the next level of my purpose of my evolution we have to have the courage to question that, to question that. Yes. And the more we're able to question that, the more we can go in the direction of our growth. So maybe surrender might look like, not just some esoteric idea, surrender might look like you're working in a job, you're making money, you're doing well, you're comfortable, you're just, you know, going through the the motions. But 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 it's not making you alive anymore. You're not, yeah. you're not feeling alive anymore. You know, this is, you're not living your purpose anymore. Surrender is the willingness to be honest about that, to question that and maybe know that now it's time for a different purpose, a different mission and a different direction and have the courage to take that leap and go in the direction that is surrender. The courage to let go of what is not aligned so that you can open to something bigger. Many times we are the ones That are limiting ourselves so true not god not the universe we are the ones that are getting in our own way limiting ourselves when god is the universe is trying to give us a buffet we're like no 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 just give me this little this little snack this little snack yeah god is like i have a buffet for you but 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 i i just know this snack (laughs) you're taking wow
0: Tell us about why this is profound and people really need to hear this. I'm so glad you wrote this book and I just love your energy, your vibration, who you are, your realness, no matter where you are in the world. So tell listeners about how can they get the book. We're really excited about it. Uh, This is your new
1: release. I'm I'm excited about it Okay. because because I think, and I really feel that the consciousness of humanity Constance, is shifting. Absolutely, the, the consciousness of humanity is ready for this next evolutionary shift, moving away from crushing it and making it happen and forcing yeah. it. Let me make it and let me manifest my life to, let me surrender and open to the highest good. See, last thing good. I'll say is my, my prayer has, has become more than anything. Typically when we're at a certain level, the old paradigm, we pray for specific things. This is what mm-hmm. I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. But my prayer has become universe, let the highest good happen in this situation. The highest good. Universe, Uh, give me the highest good in this relationship. Give me the highest possibility. Because when you align with the highest possibility, there's no limits now. There's uh, no no limits. And so I'm really excited to share with people. I want
0: to scream or something, but I'm trying to be cool. Okay, go ahead. You can scream. You can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is so
1: good. I'm excited. Transformational.
0: It's, it's life changing.
1: To share with people a new way, a new way. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I really think this so-called pandemic and COVID and what's happened is the evolutionary shift of consciousness moving us into a way of living that is more yeah. about surrender. That's what I really feel. I
0: love it. I and love so it. And so
1: people can find the book, uh, they can go to www.themagicofsurrender.com. That's www.themagicofsurrender.com. You'll find trailers, you'll find videos, all the info about the book. You can buy the book on Amazon. Uh, but once you come there, enter your name, your email. I'm giving away five, six free gifts. I'm doing a special Magic of Surrender seminar. I'm giving away three, free, uh, a free video training series. I'm giving away a special PDF, uh, also a meditation and doing a one-day events. So once you buy the book you you get all these goodies to help you in the process, the practical process of surrender.
0: I'm so glad we connected today. Uh, You are a powerful man. You know that. Um, when, When your PR person sent me the email, it was interesting. We had a we got it together and I said they said do you want to interview him I'm like absolutely so, listen, so listeners I'm just really suggesting you heard this man you heard the truth that he's sharing I want you to go and purchase his book and just immerse yourself in it ask the spirit to really show and reveal to you uh, the truths that will be hidden in it and begin to implement it in your life so everybody I want you to make a decision you know my mantra for 2020 one is to get happy, stay happy, be happy, and and see what happens. So make a decision to have a great week, everybody. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week
1: with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. The case of the Long Island serial killer is still unsolved. Follow us, Billy Jensen and Alexis Linkletter, as we investigate the untold story of the Long Island serial killer. 11 victims, 10 years, and countless theories.
0: It was just how many bodies were being found in one area. I was shocked.
1: And for us, this case is personal. You can follow our investigation in our all-new special, Unraveled, the Long Island serial killer. Streaming now on Discovery+. Plus.